Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's vlog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I'm shooting this video in January, January, and it is a dark, dark month here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, I live in Rochester, New York, which is an especially dark and gloomy place through the winter. Oh my gosh. And when I first moved here from California, I sank into a deep depression every winter like clockwork. And it took me a couple years to figure that out. And oh, it was just miserable. And I spent years like that on massive doses of antidepressants and um, just not able to navigate the winter. And I still, these days, just in the last two or three years, experience a little bit of uh, those winter blues. And so uh, I had an experience recently that uh, gave me the idea for this week's vlog and I want to share with you some tips for navigating winter depression or depression in general. Um, so I'm going to share two stories and two practical tips in this vlog. So, and I'm going to relate it to your food. All the better. Okay. So a couple days ago, a few days ago, I called a friend and oh, as soon as she picked up the phone, I could hear it in her voice. She was not doing well. She was just in a very dark place. And I listened and we talked and oh, she was feeling terrible about work. Just, uh, she's a computer programmer, uh, a software engineer, and she was just feeling like she couldn't show up at work that there was a lot of brain fog going on. She couldn't think. The work was feeling beyond her. It was just really uh, getting her down that she couldn't do the work, it felt like. Um, and with her mothering, too, she has a daughter and is a single mom. And she was just feeling like she was hating being a mother, that her daughter didn't like her. or Her daughter always wanted to be over at her dad's house. And things were just feeling so bleak. Um, and I could hear that it was depression, right? It, it, you know, these things were objectively hard, but what was really going on was she was trapped under a boulder, just pinned down by her depression. So I called her a couple days later to follow up and she was doing way better. She sounded resourced, like good. And I said, what changed? And she said, you know what? What changed is I just, lowered my expectations. I just lowered my expectations. I started going to work and telling myself, you know, all I'm gonna do today is sit in the office and answer any emails that come in, pick up the phone if it rings, and go home. <laughs> That's my day. I'm just gonna physically show up and I'm not gonna expect anything more of myself. And she said, you know, when I go to work and that's all I expect of myself, 
what I invariably find is I'm able to do a little something, something. You know, I'm able to learn a little of this new programming language or work a little on fixing those bugs in the code. And, you know, it's, it, I end up feeling like I had a really good day. And she said, you know, I go home to my daughter and I just think, you know, I'm just going to make sure that she gets dinner and that I put her to bed. You know, like that's the night. We're just gonna do dinner and bed. And that's all that's expected of me. And she said, when I keep my expectations that low and that basic, I invariably notice a, a sweet moment or a way that she throws her arms around me and she so loves me or, you know, a, a, a moment of connection that we have. And, and I feel like we had a really good night. She said, it's working for me. I'm just keeping my expectations really low. And we talked a little bit about how expectations are, um, you know, they're relative, just like tall is relative, right? Well, is it a tall man or is it a tall drinking glass? You know, we talk about how good and bad are relative and where you set the bar really does impact how everything after that gets measured, right? So when you keep your expectations low, <laughs> odds are you're gonna exceed them. It's a brilliant strategy. And it reminded me of a way that I got out of a mental health tailspin um, about two or three years ago. COVID was hitting and I was every other day having an incredibly awful day awful to the point of non-functioning. I was crawling into bed, putting a pillow over my head and sobbing and holding my teddy bear all day. I could not show up for anything. And I, in the midst of that, did a parts work session with Everett Considine, who's such a genius, such a genius. And he helped me find the part of me that was causing those horrible days. It, it, we called it a horribleizer part. It was, it was like this little guy, he looked kind of like Gumby, um, and he had a little COVID head, like a little spiky um, uh, virus head, and he was shrieking. When I would stay up late the night before, he'd be shrieking at me, you're gonna have a horrible day tomorrow, you can't function on not enough sleep, you're, you know, you, it's gonna be terrible, you're gonna spend the day in bed crying, and we found that part and I talked with him and what he told me was that he was trying to take a load off. He was trying to help me by essentially lowering my expectations and what I, he was trying to help me by forcing me into bed to take a load off for the day. And what I said was, how about if we lower our expectations for the day? How about if instead of making me sob and spend the day in bed with a pillow over my head, how about we deliberately look at our calendar, cancel anything that doesn't absolutely have to get done that day, but maybe allow one or two appointments to stay on the calendar if they'd be really hard to reschedule for whatever reason or if they were really time sensitive. But other than that, just keep our expectations really low, put on bunny slippers, shuffle through the day, and, and I promised that part of myself, I promised him that we would lower the expectations all the way down. And I said, if I did that, could you make the day not quite so horrible? Like, could we just have a bunny slipper day instead of a horrible day? And he was like, yeah, I guess so. 
Oh, and that's how I snapped out of that mental health tailspin that I was in. So, yeah, I just think it's pretty genius, right? There's a line in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that our serenity is inversely proportional to our expectations, that the higher of our, ex our expectations are, especially of other people who we can't control, but of ourselves too, the higher our expectations are, the lower our serenity is gonna be as we and other people fail and fall short of these super high expectations, right? And so, yeah, lowering expectations can really do the trick. So I wanted to share that tidbit with you. I thought it was so genius. And then uh, I am not feeling depression this winter. I'm so grateful for that. And I wanted to share the two physiological things that I'm doing that I think are really helping. First of all, I'm using bright light therapy pretty intensely. And here's what that looks like in specific. I have um, a light box that is kind of like the size of a sheet of paper and it's got brightness settings on it. So it goes from, you know, not as bright all the way up in stepwise increments up to very, very, very bright. So bright that I can't stare into it when I first wake up. And uh, one of the first things I do in the morning is I sit in front of it for 30 minutes. Now I'm on phone calls during that time, so it's not wasted time for me. There are 30 minutes I would have been on the phone anyway. I do some of my best connecting first thing in the morning and I have scheduled phone calls. So I'm on phone calls for those 30 minutes and I sit very close to that light and I stare right into it. Um, now be careful because bright light therapy is, is very physiologically, um, reactive and intense like it you might send yourself through the stratosphere into almost mania if you use as much light as i've been using which goes to show it's making me think i really need that extra light i cannot believe how much light my brain is tolerating because i'm staring right into that light literally my eye eyeballs are two inches from the screen i start with what i can handle which is usually the dimmest setting and then every you know, three to five minutes, my eyeballs adjust a little bit and I turn up the brightness. And by the end of the 30 minutes, I'm on the brightest setting and staring straight into it. I am blitzing my brain with light first thing in the morning. Um, and God, it's working great. I feel really good. Uh, in the past, this much light sent me manic. So I'm surprised again that I can absorb it all. But hey, it's working. Um, and then the other thing, this was a suggestion from my dear friend, Ocean Robbins. I was getting, in the last couple of years, I've um, had periods of time where I've gotten into a little bipolar uh, flow where it's a really weird rapid cycling bipolar thing where I'm slightly manic on one day, like feeling fabulous and all kinds of great ideas and up late because I can't sleep. And then the next day having a depressed day where, um, you know, I can get out of bed, but boy, I do not feel good. And I feel really down. And then the next day I'm manic again and I feel great. And then the next day I'm down. And I've had stretches where this is like 30 or 35 or 40 days in a row of up, down, up, down, up, down. And it gets to the point where I'm scheduling my day by it. I'm looking at like, oh, Thursday, I'm going to feel great. So that's good. I'll have that. Uh, so shoot. And then Friday, I'm not going to feel good. And <laughs> like, it's like on my calendar practically. So Ocean said, have you ever tried lithium orotate? And I was like, no. And he said, well, you should look into it. 
So you've probably heard of lithium. It's a medication that they often give to people with bipolar disorder. What lithium does is it, it, t it tends to clip off the mania so that you don't go high. And then if you don't go high, you often don't get sent down low. The, the low points are usually an equal and opposite reaction to having been manic, to having been high. Um, so anyway, lithium is a prescription at very high doses. Lithium orotate, lithium is just, uh, it's just on the periodic table of the elements. It's just an element. It's just, I think it's a mineral. Um, and it's found in the soil. And Ocean said that there's research showing that in geographic regions, where there's more lithium in the soil and therefore more lithium in the groundwater and the water people are drinking, in those regions, there's significantly less anxiety and depression. And he said, based on that, people have started taking very, very low doses of lithium just to make sure that they've got enough of that mineral for their mental health. And so I said, huh, interesting can't hurt. So I uh, have started taking 20 milligrams a day of lithium orotate. And this is just over the counter. It's like a, it's like when you take magnesium, right? It's just a mineral and it's just an over the counter supplement you can take or iron or something like that. So I'm taking lithium orotate. Uh, and sure enough, I have not had one of those up, down, up, down, up, down cycles since then and I'm not having any depression this winter. So those are two little tips, just physiologic tweaks uh, that might help with depression. Um, yeah, at this time of year when it gets gloomy and dark and the light really affects some of us. So, oh my gosh, just lower your expectations. And you know, I feel like it's not a message we get a lot in this day and age. I think our, our general ethos in the West here is more, better, faster now, you know, uh, set your sights high, go for it, shoot for the stars, make, I, I hate it when people say make every day better than your previous day. I'm like, yeah, that's not really how life works. We cycle and we're gonna do better sometimes and worse other times. And there's no universe in which anyone's improving anything by 1% every day from now on like yeah that's just not how life works right and i just feel like especially in bright line eating when we're in a cycle of eating stuff we don't want to be eating when we're in a cycle of breaking our lines whether it's the first two lines of sugar and flour or we're in a cycle of breaking the last two lines of meals and quantities which is a trap a lot of people get into if we take a look at why that's happening it's often because it's a reaction to our expectations of ourselves, that we're pushing ourselves really hard and that food is a reward or a respite. There's a part of us that really feels like we need it. And instead of using that food, we can try lowering our expectations almost all the way down to the point where, you know, the only thing I need to do today is have a bright day. That's the non-negotiable. Weigh and measure my breakfast, lunch, and dinner keep my food really immaculate, do the tools I need to do to keep my life bright and the day bright. And anything beyond that is a bonus. And with an orientation like that, bright days start to stack up, you know? And then everything gets better. Cause just like my friend found, when she kept her expectations all the way down about her work day, it's not like she didn't do any work at work. She just didn't demand it of herself. 
right? And then what got done was a bonus and got really logged in the win column. Oh, so if you're struggling with your lines or your mood, I hope this vlog was helpful. I'm just sending you so much love. Um, and uh, of course, the, the one thing that is uh, going well this season is football. If you like football, go Niners. I'm so happy to be wearing my sweatshirt right now as a girl who was raised in the city of San Francisco during the heyday of Joe Montana and Steve Young and Jerry Rice. It was so good to see Jerry Rice in his bling out in the Santa Clara Stadium. So good. Anyway, if you hate football, never mind. Forget I said all that. But anyway, that's the weekly vlog. I love you. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brightline Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Brightline Eating? Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more. ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.